Welcome to the People, Purpose, and Profits Business Coaching Podcast with Brian Buck and Kat Park. Welcome, everybody, to the People, Purpose, and Profits Business Coaching Podcast. I'm Brian Buck, and my (laughs) wonderful co-host is... And I'm Kat. And we are honored and excited to have Leanne join us today. Uh, Leanne, you want to just do a quick introduction of yourself, what your business about, and then we're going to dive right into it. You got it. Hello, everyone. It's so great to be here with you all. Um, My name is Leanne, Leanne Clark, and I sometimes go by Leanne Clark Fredrickson. I have been a Robbins results coach now for, oh my gosh, 12 years, working for Tony Robbins. Uh, master in the industry. Before that, I coached on my own with a company called Fast Track Moms for about three or four years. And uh, in my history, we call it BT before Tony. I ran a, (laughs) we all have a BT story. (laughs) I ran a children's franchise, actually four of them. Uh, while my children was growing, were growing up. I bought the first one when my son was four. And uh, the second franchise when I was nine months pregnant with my daughter. And then let me just think I, uh, yeah, I ran those uh, for 14 years, somewhere around the uh, six year mark, they morphed into physical development programs, and music programs. So I ended up with four locations that I was running. Wow. Yeah. in the entrepreneur space for some time. I really have. <laughs> yeah. Good, yeah, good. I think since I was about uh, 30 years old. Okay, good. Yeah, so it's a long time now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things I heard, uh, and I'm curious for you, is when did you realize you were different? Because entrepreneurs feel different. Like, do you think, <laughs> even though you began in your 30s, was that entrepreneurial bug kind of alive and well earlier or did something just kick it into gear at that time? Mm, that's a great question, Brian. Actually, let me just think, as you asked that question, what jumped into my head was some part of it never scared me because my father was an entrepreneur. He was a photographer mm-hmm. and he had a, a leased location that he would lease to run his photography business. And we used to, we, I grew up in it. I grew up sitting down and it's let me practice taking photographs of you. So it never scared me. Mm. And then I was working for law firms, actually doing accounting for law firms uh, for about 12 years, actually, when uh, I had my first child. And there was something about dropping him off at 6.30 a.m. in the morning and picking him up at 5.30 at night to take him home, to bathe him, feed him. It just didn't connect with me. I'm like, no, I'm going to need something with more flexibility, something where I'm more in charge, something where I can call the shots a bit, because this isn't going to work for me. So I started searching then, and, and I did explore the, the idea of owning my own business right away. Uh, but we all have those naysayers in our life. We all do. And the naysayers in my life were my parents. They're like, you're crazy. Are you nuts? You're going to leave a perfectly good business, uh, you know, a position at an accounting firm, a law firm, basically, to, to run your own show. And do you know how hard it is to staff? And <laughs> yeah. And it didn't matter what they said. It didn't, it didn't dissuade me from, from, I was after certain values, like we all are. I was after some mm. freedom and some flexibility and, and mm. some independence. Yeah. yeah. And I knew I could make great things happen if I put my mind to it. Mm-hmm. And that is so 
powerful because I think a lot of people don't have that support system and you know to hear and I think that you know the part of you that that um desire you had inside of you was so much stronger than the outside voices yes it's really important to recognize that so I'm really happy that you share that with yeah. us yeah it actually didn't happen right away so if any of your listeners are struggling know that that can be part of the process it didn't happen immediately it took me about four years because at first I did listen to the naysayers I'm like mm. maybe they're right mm. and uh, so it was around the time my, my son was four years of age the business owner that, that uh, ran the franchise close to me actually phoned me and said you know I'm running two of these and I want to lighten up and go to one uh, would you like to buy one and I, I was all over it. I'm like, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. So I created a business plan and went to the banks and got the banks to approve me for finances. And she said, yeah, let's talk about it when I get home from Hawaii because I'm going with my husband. And when she came home, she said, I've changed my mind. Oh. But the fire was in my belly. It was done then. I, I've got the mm. business plan. I've got the bank's financing. So I went ahead and opened one, which was about a 45-minute drive from my primary residence. Yeah. Wow. And then a year later, that was the story behind being nine months pregnant with buying <laughs> the second is she asked me again. Wow. Like, do you want to sell? Do you want to buy this location from me? And I'm like, wow, the timing couldn't be worse. <laughs> 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 the timing couldn't be worse but that one was about a 10 minute drive from my house wow you know you yeah. make me think of something that i think <laughs> is a powerful lesson here and just going through the preparation and the planning in your head reduces the fear you know like if oh, you i like, tell my clients that oh yeah said, she said oh I'm not going to sell to you you're like my brain is already envisioning this Absolutely. and you had action to it, it wasn't just imagination no, it was it I've got the finances I've got the business plan why not yes. so that's that's such a cool cool story I didn't catch did she sell you the second did she, she finally let she you did. buy it yeah oh, okay yeah good yeah she kept one uh that was close to her home in that part of yeah. town and I bought the one that was 10 minutes I just couldn't quite wrap my head around it it's like a lot of the things you do with a business um you do for multiple locations and it's it's one thing that you're doing the accounting for example you can do that for multiple locations there are other things the printing the marketing you, you <clears throat> there's so many tasks and I could never quite figure out why would I work um almost as hard three quarters as hard to run two and get half the half the salary it never quite made sense to me so I ended up running two for 14 years yeah yeah until wow. I sold them yeah good yeah I really really <laughs> love about the the fact that you 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 know the way your story goes and what you chose to do in that moment, because there are people that in your instance would have called it quits and would have said that is, you know, some kind of a bad faith, but yet you, because you were ready and because you decided uh -huh. differently and you made um, a choice to, to stick with what was given to you. And I think it, in a sense, she opened up an opportunity. For she you. did a hundred percent. And while she was in Hawaii, I was on the phone calling franchises all across North America, getting data, getting information, mm -hmm. doing my homework. 
how many children did you start with in your classes? It was similar mm. to ballet classes. It was something for children. And mm. so how many children did you start with? How, how big did you grow in one year? I was getting all the data I needed. Yeah, mm. finding the facts. So I did two years of potential mm. uh, financial projections like a business, state, a business plan recommends. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just found it was a no brainer. I could make it work so easily. And that took the fear away, knowing mm -hmm. that I had a management salary that I was gonna take no matter what, mm -hmm. I could live comfortably for two years. It took all the fear away. Doing that mm -hmm. homework can be a really important piece. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you brought up, and I know you are uh, Tony Robbins coach and yes. this, and thinking about um, there is power in joining something that exists versus having to create it all from scratch. I mean, so many business owners <laughs> and coaches are always like, I got to make this my own. I got to do this. Sure. But you can plug right in. You want to maybe kind of talk about why that was powerful for you and did you struggle with it's not my own or because it's a franchise or because you're doing it stuff how did that feel mm. and kind of what was navigating through that like yeah yeah okay great question by the way for me uh, it's similar in coaching everything starts with a vision everything and when i uh when i was ready to sell my company i was probably ready at year 12. <laughs> <laughs> And I started to fight it. I, I started to fight it immensely. I, I wanted to sell at year 12. I was getting bored. Mm -hmm. I sort of have a 10 to 12 year window and of careers, it seems, because I like variety. I like stimulation. And I was slowly starting to lose interest. Slowly. Still loved it in many ways, but ready for new challenges. Mm -hmm. um, what it took to run that business was nearly seven days a week, 24-7. Yeah, it, it, was, it was full on full mm. on. Uh, part of the reason I say seven days a week, 24 seven practically was I got divorced in that time mm. and uh, split finances with my husband and became a single mom who was 100% in charge of raising my children alone with no site, no financial support in any way. Mm. And so mm. running the business became my way to support my family. And when it came to changing it started with the vision of i want i want to do what i love i mm. want to have these kind of conversations the rich deep conversations about quality of life and what's fulfilling for people i want to have the juice but i don't want to do the business side of it anymore that's that's mm. don't want to spend evenings working don't want to spend weekends on marketing mm. no I just want to do what I love, the craft I love. Now, does it mean I don't have my own business? No, it means I do. And I do take clients on the side, but I make sure I have a healthy balance. Life balance. Well, it's interesting because well, <laughs> you, you bought the franchise for freedom and then it was seven days a week. You're like, where's the freedom? But That's, it still gave you what I you I talk needed. about that all the time uh, with my clients. Talk about, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. I did. I talk about that all the time. I often say, be very careful. The vision you're crafting or the values you want, in fact, is a really good conversation to have with yourself and possibly grab a piece of paper and write it down of what am I actually attempting to achieve with this decision mm -hmm. in my life? What, what are the values that I want? You're absolutely right. I, and if I'd stayed with one location, just one, I believe I would have had the flexibility and the freedom. And that was the exact reason of why I got in the business. Exactly. Mm. 
a year later when that decision was proposed to me, I, I was an emotional decision. This one's closer mm-hmm. to home. I can run both. Yeah, I can grow. Mm-hmm. I can uh, you know, scale it in many, many ways. And yes, I think that was a lot of the dissatisfaction and the ultimate burnout was I was no longer living my most important values. And so yeah. I'll often say to my clients, when you want to own a business, be clear of the values that will be indicative of a great life. Otherwise, we can buy ourselves a job and end up really unhappy because we're overworked and overstressed. Yeah, that's some of the coaching that I've done is, does this business you created help you live the life you're designing? And sometimes yes. we're so focused on the business side, we don't think yes. about, I just created a monster I have to live with. So I, that's a <laughs> Oh, and it was a monster. I had a thousand yeah. families attending weekly. Yeah. 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 But one question that I've got <laughs> is, I think sometimes I heard this, and I don't know how true this is, but I heard a coach talk about this and I love it. Okay. And it was Google created these biodomes and they had like everything in there that was nature because they wanted employees to be with nature, but in the city. Uh And they found that all the trees were falling over. And the reason why the trees are falling over is because there's no wind in there. And the fact that it's wind that actually makes the roots stronger. Uh And I just love that concept in how so often we don't want problems or we want the perfect, but we got to recognize that the wind or the challenges is helping us. So what I was going to ask you, I have a guess on your answer, but I want you to say it is, would you ever turn, a, if you could go back in time, would you not do those 14 years? Or did, well, it, did those 14 <laughs> years help you be the better coach? Yeah, not a chance. Not a yeah. chance. Yeah. Yeah, the growth of that was exponential. Exponential. Yeah. Yeah. For, for my soul. Mm. It was exponential. I, I'll often tell the story when people say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not comfortable doing that. I'm like, we don't need to be comfortable if we want to grow. We have to decide how we want to grow. Like, do we want to stay exactly the same as we've always been or do we want to grow? Because when I first had to lead the classes and stand up in front of the, the parents and children and, and lead them and tell them what they're doing and can instruct, I, I was terrified. It was way beyond my comfort zone, way beyond. Mm -hmm. In fact, I volunteered my time for the previous business owner for six months for free to uh, to learn basically how to do it. And she put out surveys and uh, the surveys came back. She's not bad, but she's really (laughs) breathy and she sweats a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And I say that with love and compassion because that that was me and growth. Growth doesn't have Mm -hmm. to look beautiful. We just have to do it. And so if I hadn't taken on that challenge to grow, to expand, I I don't even imagine who I'd be. I sure as heck wouldn't be working for Tony Robbins. There's no way. Hmm. Yeah. It's all about sculpting the soul and strengthening the roots, as you put it. It's a great story. Yeah. I'd like to see how true it is. I want to make sure. But I love it. It's a fun story. It is a great story. It's a conceptual story, if it's true. (laughs) It's a great story. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we do talk about people, purpose, and profits and kind of the mm-hmm. balance of all three. What do those three mean to you? Or if in your time or a coaching practice, 
do you have a, a stronger focus on one over the other? Or is this season in your life, maybe one is just really strong right now? Mm. Well, as soon as you say that, what comes to my mind, of course, is the common thread in all of those is, is the person, the person behind mm. it. And Tony Robbins, one of his teachings at, at his program, Business Mastery, is business is a spiritual game. It's a spiritual mm. game of how much you can grow yourself. Mm. And I truly believe that it is all about, uh, yeah, getting in a, a, what would we call it, a, a resourceful state mm. and it's a resourceful state that allows us to learn that allows us to to invest uh, to grow to to sit and study and learn and and try and fail and try again and get up it's it's a spiritual game of how much we can challenge ourselves to grow and for me impossible without passion impossible mm. I don't mm. believe we can get ourselves to do it if we don't have passion for the subject matter. I think passion is a core, core tenant of, of having that resourcefulness, that mindset of how do I want to grow? How do I want to challenge myself? Mm -hmm. right. That's the true, profit. especially when growth, yeah. is, when growth is kind of sticky and hard and not pretty. You got to have passion to want to keep going. Yeah. How do we get to the profits? <laughs> If yeah. exactly, how do we get there? Right. If we're tired, if we're exhausted, if we're confused, if we're un unmotivated, we'll never get there. Right. Yeah. And I, also go the long run too, as well. It, that's right. And then I think one of the things that, and because you mentioned pa passion, I think um, one of the reasons you said that you left the franchise was because it was no longer something you were passionate about. That's right. It's interesting. My son said to me once, he's, he's a young adult and he's still trying to find his path a little bit. And he said, you know, mom, have you ever thought that maybe you thought too small for yourself? And I went, hmm, tell me more. What makes you think that? He says, well, you've pretty much succeeded at anything you've ever put your mind to. So do you think you should have put your mind to being a Hollywood actress or something? I went, well, that's really flattering that you would say that to me. But I said, I think you're looking at it quite not the way I see it. Whatever I've picked, I succeeded at it because I selected it. I wanted to do it. I had a passion for it. I had drive mm. for it. I would get up early and stay up late to do it. Mm. Yeah. Literally all the time. Yeah. You still do it. <laughs> and I still do it. Once I left that company which I had a lot of passion and drive for, then it was carrying around a coaching book. I mean, I've got coaching books all over my desk here. <laughs> and it was even books constantly. I would carry them everywhere with me. I see books behind cat. Yeah. <laughs> because there's a passion. It's, it's, it's not work. That's the thing. It's it almost feel yeah. like I missed out on too much time and I'm trying to catch up with <laughs> right. lost right. time. Yeah. It, it's like, it's not work. It's like, it's like play. Yeah, really is. Yeah, you know, when I worked with a lot of high performers, and you sound like the people that I've worked with, there's, and, and I've also, as a, I always bill myself as a lazy high performer, I get a lot <laughs> done, but I don't want to do a lot of work at it. And um, high performers, we get to a certain level of mastery, and then we don't care. 
you know, like we do get bored and we're ready for a new greater challenge. Like, you know, yes. yeah, there's, there's kind of a, you know, getting your iron sharpened, but then there's a point where you're like, it's sharp enough. I don't want to get any sharper. I want to get a new blade and sharpen that. Yes. But you make me think when you transition from the one business into coaching, what was the transition like? And maybe you were already there, but was there any kind of, I don't know, grieving or transition from not caring here to now caring over there? Or is it pretty much your brain was already done with it? So you're just replacing it. I'm just curious. Yeah, no, great question. A few things came up as you said that. Hmm. Uh, one of the first was, I think dissatisfaction starts bubbling up in you. And it's like, hmm, all this busyness, I'm not, uh, I'm not up to date on current events. I don't know actors and actresses. I feel like I'm I'm not really flowing in conversations with others because I don't know what's happening in the world. You lived in this in this bubble of business for so long. I feel like I'm amazing at communicating about these subjects that I've mm. talked about for ages uh, with with the people in my classes, but I don't feel like I'm very good at communicating with adults anymore. So I started to find gaps in my mm. own development and I'm like I want to close those gaps. I want to become an effective communicator with adults now. Mm. It, it's, it's great that it was with parents and children, but it's not satisfying anymore. So absolutely, though, when I sold that business, without a doubt, I went into an identity crisis. Mm. I did. I can literally feel it. I journaled all the time at that point, mm. all the time. And I can remember speaking to my boyfriend, who's now my husband, and I mean, I could go to Disneyland. I lived in Vancouver, British Columbia at the time, and I could fly to Disneyland and go, hi, there's the Jimboree lady. Uh, it was Jimboree playing music franchises that I ran. <laughs> and, and so I could be anywhere in the world and I would have parents recognize me and show me my name. And, and so <laughs> it was, who am I if I'm not that? Who am I? <laughs> who am I if I'm not that? Uh, there was some significance to that, I suppose. And, and just confusion about, and as I dwelled on that subject for quite a while, it hit me that, hang on a second, just because you sold it, does every, every amount of blood, sweat, and tears go with you? Mm. Because you sold it? Uh, just because they bought it? Does that mean they've earned the right of a thousand people weekly in classes? No. Mm. Every ounce of determination, of uh, creativeness, of resourcefulness, of, of blood, sweat, and tears was still in me. And it helped mm. me see that I'm way more than my business. I'm everything that I brought to it all those years. And if, if everything I brought to it all those years is still here, then I can take that to the next place. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you make me think of uh, <laughs> like the whole college alumni. Like I never stopped being an alumni in my college, but I'm not at the college still. And, right. and I love that, that everything's <laughs> additive even though you're adding a new thing, it doesn't, you know, you're still the Jimboree person from still, X to X, right? That's so, right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And as we talked earlier, it completely built for what you're doing now. 100%. 100%. Yes. Yeah. We take everything that's within us to the next place. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. that's why, you know, people who, who transform through building a business over the years and they learn all the ins and the outs, mm. if they were to lose it, 
they can build it right back up within a very yes. short period of time because of the person who who they became. It's so true. It's so and true. Yeah. That's I would what really, coming. I would really love to. I know I'm switching up uh, the gears a little bit. So maybe Brian, you want to ask your question first? Or well, <laughs> I would say what's what's coming up to me yes. is some newer coaches and consultants that I've interacted with. It's so often they go, I used to do this, now I want to do that. And they think it's different without, and some of the advice I've heard other coaches give these people is you take that with you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's what we've been talking about, but I just think so yes. often when we get into coaching yeah. and consulting, we think this is a new thing versus it's a continuation mm. in a different vibe. So that's, just, mm. that's what was coming to me as you're talking yeah. Yeah, because it's not, you know, and I love that you mentioned that because uh, we think of interruptions and when we do Mm. that, we feel it's separate. So that way, in the way you've uh, told it, it means it's just, you know, a continuation of a journey of like Mm. continuous growth. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of course, I love those stages, stages of learning from NLP. I'm sure Mm. you guys have heard of them. I love them. You know, we don't know what we don't know at that bottom step. We don't know. Mm. And then we get out into conscious incompetence where we're consciously aware of how much we don't know. <laughs> but we've been here thousands of times in our life, thousands of times. And it's about just sticking with it. Mm. How do we get up to conscious competence, that next level where it's like, hmm, I'm starting to get this now. I'm slowly starting to get the hang of this. The only way is practice. That's it. Mm. And then you stick with it long enough and you get to mastery and we can do it on our sleep. And whew, I've been a coach for Tony for 12 years and there's many times I still don't feel like I'm a master. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I have a high standard for mastery and, and there are many days it's like, yeah, this flows mm. right out of me. And other days it, there's still growth. Yeah. And I well, the funny you- thing with mastery, I'll just do this really quick and then throw it to you. But the funny <laughs> thing with mastery is it just makes you more acute of what you don't know. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> and yes, that is yeah. a sign. That is yes. a sign of mastery when you you question yourself because yeah. you see you start seeing the gaps. And I think someone said that is wisdom. And I completely yeah. agree with that. Oh, I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So it's it's helping those clients see that that second stage, that's the toughest one. Whew. All of our uh, internal saboteurs will be up. We'll be questioning mm. ourselves. It'll be saying, are you smart enough? Are you capable enough? Mm. You're not competent enough. And it's, that's exactly where you're supposed to be in level two. Mm. Yeah. And accept that because that's, that's right. with it, it, it just fights back and it fights back ugly. That's right. And so I when agree. I was learning my new craft, I literally put those levels like steps up on my wall on a bulletin board. And I would remind myself as I stepped into the young com- the discomfort of it's okay, you're at level two. It's exactly mm. where you're supposed to be. And I think more new business owners need to give their, themselves permission to be there. Mm. It's almost like they expect to go from, <laughs> you know, day one to I need to know everything. Mm. And it isn't true. It's too big a jump. Mm. And it causes so much uh, doubt and fear and blame yes. and all this negative feelings that aren't like supposed to, no, not that they're not supposed to be there, but they, they show up and they just get in the way of your dream. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. What's yeah. coming to me? Oh, 
Go ahead. I, I like this is a question that I wanted to ask like a while ago because I would really, <laughs> really love to to hear your take, Leanne, on what do you believe purpose is? Because I've heard so many definitions, and I would mm-hmm. like, based on your journey, um, what is your take on it? Mm, that's a great question. I do have a very specific answer for that. <laughs> uh, I think it takes a little while for all of us to find our purpose, but I believe we're born with it. I believe it's something inside of us. 100%. It's, it's a gift from our creator, just like our, mm. our fingerprints are, they don't match anyone else on the planet. There's something that's been put inside of us, something. And, uh, it can take a while to find. And I'll often ask my own clients, think about um, Mother Teresa's purpose. It's just so obvious. It's so obvious. It was, it was to love anyone and everyone, to love the unlovable more than anything on the streets of Calcutta. She had a clear purpose. And some people would say, well, that's not a purpose. And it's like, really? She won the Nobel Peace Prize for that. Um, Steve Jobs, what was his purpose? It, it was you know, to unleash, to change the world through amazing technology and and so it, it's almost an overarching approach to how we're living life and um, Elon Musk what's his purpose I, I believe it's something about innovation he wants to colonate Mars and of course he's changing the world through electric cars so our purpose is already inside of us it's up to us to find us and it's it's been in everything we've done when I when I worked at the law firms Um, I slowly moved my way up in the accounting department and uh, I loved helping the more junior staff believe in themselves enough to move up as well. I'd be saying, well, let's train you in this and then you'll be ready to move up to the next position. And then I'm in my business and I'd be uh, with the parents and and two-year-olds and they go, well, they can't do that. And I go, why don't we show them once or twice and then see if they can uh, mimic us. And sure enough, I would show them a few times and then the parents would go, oh my God, that's amazing. They can actually do it. And so you're probably starting to hear, I, fe- I believe my purpose is to unleash human potential. Mm. And it just, it brings me so much excitement, so much peace because I do it now with adults. Yeah, it's helping them to believe in themselves and go after their dreams and not hold anything back to just invest fully in their potential. Yeah, so that's my take on purpose. It, it is in us. There's something that we're uniquely made for. And, and when you can finesse it down to just a few words, it's something in you. So it'll be an approach in everything you to, do. Mm. I can unleash potential. I, I could unleash human potential pumping gas. I could, because mm. I'd be brightening everyone's day. I'd be saying, hello, I'm welcome. And yeah, is there any way I can help you or serve you today? I would be helping but the vehicle of coaching allows me to perform it in such a greater fashion. Right. Well, I sure think there's so much more potential to keep talking. And our time is <laughs> running short. And, uh, this has been such a, a, a great conversation that uh, definitely touches Cat and I's heart because I think we are completely, all three of us are aligned in what people are capable of doing. They just need a little bit of insight and support on action to be able to get there. And I love how that's your purpose and that's the results that you've been getting. 
no matter where you're at. And that's, I love how you can go back in time and, and just see that purpose showing up other places, even if you weren't doing it on purpose, but it was yes. still, there's, yeah, a, man. there's a common yeah. thread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But how before we even name it. <laughs> that's right. exactly right. Yeah. It'll, it will be there. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you, how do, how do our listeners who want to continue to follow up with you and, and see the great work that you do or, you know, how, how would they connect with you after this? Oh, there's a, there's a number of ways they can connect with me by email, uh, L-E-Y-A-N-N dot C at TonyRobbins.com or my personal email, L-E-Y-A-N-N at Shaw.ca or they're welcome to find me on Facebook, Facebook slash Leanne Clark, mm-hmm. Leanne Clark Fredrickson, I believe it says at this moment, <laughs> they're even welcome to call me 250-586-8139. Beautiful. Wonderful. Well, yes. thank you again for your time. And I also wanted to invite our listeners to connect with Kat and I. Uh, we've yeah. had a Facebook group where we talk about our episodes. You get to interact with the two of us as hosts, but you also get to interact with each other because we don't do these just because we want to tickle your listening ears. We <laughs> do these because we want you to get a piece of insight that you could be able to turn into something that increases your business, increases your happiness, makes your life better. So join the yeah. Facebook group, do that. We also have a Facebook page that just reminds you of this, but you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, or if you don't like looking at us, uh, you can listen to the audio podcast. Uh, and and just listen to that. We're on your podcaster of choice. So thank you <laughs> so much for your time. And you are you so welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.